Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. If you are ready to be a fly on the wall for some deep and delicious conversation, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about planting new thought seeds and empowering our black minds to go deeper, touching on topics that most people may not think to think about. And we do this with everyday real people who are just trying to make a difference in the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, Master NLP and Hypnosis Practitioner and Trainer, Author, Speaker and Coach and the Founder of the Black Mind Garden Community. I'm here to motivate, empower and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of Remap Your Mind. It's time to create a life you design. And I am super excited to have the one, the only Dr. Alana Curry, trauma psychiatrist with me today. So I have to tell you, we had the most juicy conversation pre-show that I was like, oh my God, we need to press record because, you know, I, I think... Dr. Alana and I have been running in the same circles for some years now. And I I just I love her. I love the work that she does. Y'all know I'm I'm a you know an unconscious mind geek. That's what I do. And and she's like my partner in healing uh, in the central time zone over here, you know. And so I just want to tell you how excited I am. We're talking about trauma hurts and Empathy Heals, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Dr. Lana. So good to hear have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited, and you know I always love talking to you, so I'm ready to go. Get ready. So, well, of course, first, I, I really want the listeners to know who you are, what you do, you know, and just a little bit of your story and how you came to, to this place. Sure. So I'm Dr. Alana, trauma psychiatrist, and I'm I hail from St. Louis, Missouri. I went to Xavier University of Louisiana in New Orleans. Yay! And it's give love Xavier time. So I'm repping Xavier hard. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> High five. Class of 2003. Bye bye. So I um I went to Baylor College of Medicine in Houston and stayed stuck around for psychiatry residency. And then when I came out of school, I took a job at the VA and I was a trauma specialist. I worked with veterans of PTSD, anxiety, depression, substance use disorders, um, other impulse control and behavioral addictions. And a lot of that was about just trying to gain understanding, but also um, helping them as much as they were helping me. Because in the process of caring for them, I was actually made the psychiatrist for a inpatient program called Rover, Returning 
OEF, OIF, OND, Veterans Environment of Recovery. So Iraq, Afghanistan, war veterans. And then also, thanks to Congress and short staffing, I had to do the women's program too, the WISER program. And those programs were unique because they would come into the hospital and do a year's worth of evidence-based treatment in one month. And as the psychiatrist, I got to basically sit in in these Uh, in this program and learned about a lot of the things that they were uh, learning, like anger management and um, uh, cognitive processing therapy, prolonged exposure therapy, um, uh, occupational therapy, recreational therapy, like, you know, it's really trying to get into so many things. And I had to learn DBT or dialectical behavioral therapy in order to teach it to the veterans. Because again, thank you, Congress, for short staffing us. Anyway, (laughs) so (laughs) in the process of doing those things and learning and being in that role, it made me start to recognize, like, first of all, none of us get a good education about emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is some really basic stuff that I was learning and I was like, okay, wait a minute. How am I a psychiatrist? Mm-hmm. Did all this school, did pretty right. good at it, you know, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> I know I'm good. You know, I had enough information to know that like I'm operating in the top of my field. Yeah. Yet there are these things that are not connected to the biology, right? Because as a psychiatrist, I had to understand the brain mechanisms of some of the behaviors and the thought processes and patterns that I was seeing in the veterans. Mm -hmm. And so it started to stand out to me that we as a species, as a human species are running on our primitive brain systems. They're Mm -hmm. dominating the way we think, the way that we respond, the way we interpret each other. And therefore they're dominating the world that we create for ourselves. And yes. you can look at the news. And you can look at the, the world and see it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Of this thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. And that was a really transformative process for me because it caused me to even, you know, really shift the way that I thought about how to deliver trauma care. Because it got to the point where, well, number one, I retired because my health gave out on me. But number two, I realized that the best way that I can help people is by teaching them about their brain and how it processes information. And uh, trauma creates a predictable pattern of changes in these brain systems. And if you understand what's happening there, then I can also give you the tools and the skills to be able to self-regulate. And so that's when I was like, okay, I gotta, I got I, I gotta retire Dr. Curry. She's 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 writing prescriptions in there and yeah. she can't do that anymore. But what I can do is Dr. Lana can teach and become a trauma psychiatrist. And I coined that term because it's a it was shocking to me to realize that every single person has experienced psychological trauma. You live long mm-hmm. enough in this world you're going to experience something that causes you to change the way you think about yourself, other people and the world and something painful, something damaging and something that restructures how you function so that you can function. And that's not, you know, just going to war or combat or being a victim of a crime or an assault or anything like that. 
It's also being invalidated by the environment around you, telling you that your experience is not real, that you Mm -hmm. should think or feel something other than what your authentic self thinks and feels. Mm -hmm. Uh, It happens when people, you know, 99% of the psychological traumas that happen uh, are happening because of words and the Mm -hmm. way people say them and throw them and how we deliver those things. And people don't recognize that saying something is actually an action. So it really uh, shifted my perspective to focusing on being able to explain to people just how powerful every single one of us are to create our own reality and what you can do about that. Mm, I love it. (laughs) I love it. There's so many things in what you said. I'm like, ooh, where to begin? Where to begin? Um, I, I, you know, one of the things you said that just really stuck with me is like every single person every single person has experienced trauma. And mm-hmm. so at, as we were kind of discussing beforehand, like that's the baseline from which mm-hmm. everyone is operating. And it's interesting because many people, and, I, and I'll tell you myself, um, you know, interesting, I don't share this a lot, but you know, I grew up in a home of domestic abuse, of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And so and for many, many years, and I watched, um, you know, as a child, my mom be abused. And then my thought process as an adult, as an early adult, was that, oh, my mom experienced this. Right. So it never occurred to me that I experienced it with her. Yeah. Glass breaking and, you know, gunshots and bloody black eyes and bloody lips and blood on the floor. And I, I it never occurred to me that that was traumatic for me because I wasn't the one that was actually physically getting assaulted. Yeah. And so it wasn't until a friend of mine who was a PhD psychologist here in the Atlanta area, I must have, I was, we were having a conversation, I must have said something. And she said, Are you a trauma survivor? And I said, No, <laughs> no, I'm not a trauma survivor. I haven't been, had any major trauma. You know, now my mom, on the other hand, and then I, I, I told the story and she was like, girl, that was, <laughs> it was the first time. I, yes. Then I started really peeling back the layers and identifying traumas even before that, you know, that yeah. I, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that was. And so people don't often recognize and often dismiss their own traumas. You know, especially the people like, oh, well, my parents are still together and I had a happy life growing up. And so, no, I don't have any trauma. But yeah. then there's that thing that your unconscious mind has suppressed or repressed. Yeah. You know, that and you've it's still, Yeah, it's still, it's programming. So, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah. what you know, the most shocking part to me, and really, I'll tell you a little bit about the background of what really triggered me to start doing this deep dive was, um, when Michael Brown Jr. was killed in Ferguson, Missouri, um, from St. Louis, that resonated incredibly with me, in part because I was a bit of a troubled kid when I was growing up. You know, thank God we don't look like what no. we've been through or what we didn't put other people through, but I definitely have my my moments. Yeah. And um, but I was also married to a police officer at the time named Michael. So like the mm-hmm. whole thing, my son's name is Michael. Wow. My father-in-law's name is Michael. My, I mean, it was just like. Wow. And it, it it blew my mind and I couldn't stop looking at it. And it what I started to recognize is that I'm hearing the same patterns of thought processes coming out of my television from the TV commentators 
Mm-hmm. I'm hearing trauma patterns from my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, suddenly my mind is starting to diagnose everybody with trauma. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you know, either I'm crazy or everybody traumatized. Right. And of course, uh, in the field, that's not how we conceptualize things. We conceptualize in terms of diagnoses yeah. and, you know, these other packets and clusters of symptoms. But we have a huge blind spot for psychological trauma in this country and in this world, in part because the dominant psychology that put this thing together that we're still operating under was creating a lot of psychological trauma, you know, in and of itself. So we have a system that there's this huge blind spot for trauma. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, well, if I'm seeing it. It took me a minute to be like, okay, if everybody's traumatized, then you need to look at you. And when I started looking at my life and being like, oh, 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 dang, you know, parents went through divorce, mm-hmm. custody battles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, acting, and then it started to connect to me, like even some of my behaviors and the acting out things that I did when I was young were coming from a place of being traumatized, mm-hmm. psychological pain. Uh, uh, emotions and other things that I was not aware of and that was not able to even recognize why and how I got into certain situations in my life. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, hell, if I didn't know about it and I'm a dang old trauma psychiatrist, like nobody's getting, uh, has a good chance of being able to control their amygdala and their reticular activating system and their brain reward system. If you don't know you have it, If you think that you're, you know, if you're addicted to sugar and you can't figure out why you gaining all this weight and you can't figure out why you uh, why you can't stop eating these unhealthy foods and you're addicted to salt and addicted to uh, animal fats and other things like that, which is societally normalized, then you're going to have these consequences. You're going to, oh, that's the devil putting that ice cream in my cart. Right, right. Like, you know, pushing your body to do these things and have these invisible urges and surges and other things that mm-hmm. actively affect every decision you make. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that you have those systems because it wasn't part of your education. When you learn elbow and ear, you should also learn amygdala. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Get it. Get the amygdala. Get the picture out. That's right. They're right there. That that puppy right there. That amygdala. Yeah. You know, because yeah, think about it. It it doesn't create your emotions based on reality. It creates them based on what you've been taught to tell yourself about whatever it is that you're experiencing. It creates it based on your interpretation. Mm-hmm. of what's going on at any given moment. And then it will give you the directly proportional sensation mm-hmm. that goes with what you are saying to yourself about the scenario. And it's nobody else makes your emotions. He's not making you mad. Mm-hmm. She's not the one making you happy. It's your amygdala. And it's how you're thinking that causes your amygdala to generate that response. Mm-hmm. And that it was such simple, but profound. Right. Uh, a thought process that made me change the way I think about everybody because yeah. I'm like I see a bunch of animal human spirits mm-hmm. out here running around mm-hmm. just as primitive mm-hmm. trying to evolve but stuck in uh, the biology 
that's so powerful that we believe that our version is the only version that matters. Our version is the only version that's real. And right. the reality is that everybody's version is just as real to them yeah. as the other person's. And the only way you get there is through empathy. You right. is through forcing yourself to step back and put your version to the side. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is the only part of this that I can see. And the only way I can get to the other side of this is actually hear this other person out. But that means yeah. I got to control this. Yeah. This right Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's hard to control. It is. It is. I mean, it takes practice, right? And yeah. one of the things I think is so um, on point that you said is when you say, you know, you start looking at yourself. And I think that that's the thing that sometimes people avoid. Like maybe it's afraid to look at oneself. Maybe it's still, you know, abdicating responsibility. But the only way to begin to heal is to actually recognize it, recognize it, you know, admit it. They say in in 12 step programs, acceptance is the, you know, the key to my serenity day. Acceptance is the first step to healing. And so we have to begin to recognize it first, accept that it's there. Like everybody's traumatized right? Everybody's traumatized. So now you, now you got to look at, well, okay, where is that place in me? How mm-hmm. has that impacted and really start to look and do that deep work, which is, you know, why I love what you do, why I teach what I teach and why I love what you, you what you teach as well yeah. is, is to really look at those patterns. And I love how you break down, look at, this is what's so great. This is like brain science. You know, there's this term in our community um, that some people use called woo-woo. I don't even know who made that up. I don't even know what woo is supposed to be, right? Ooh. But this is right. <laughs> I don't know. Is that that's it? I don't know. But I think that people have to understand that this is brain science. This is how your brain works, and you know it's important for people to begin to learn about their own brains, learn about the various. Like you said, the the amygdala, the reticular activating system, the brain reward system, like all of these things that you teach about step by step. If you can learn about them, then you can begin to be at the source of your thoughts, actions, speaking, emotion. And then therefore you're at the source of the results in your life, relationships, finances, business, all of that, right? Career, the whole bit. And it gives a space of freedom freedom of expression. And I also think that we also in the process of that learning and growing, because, you know, we, we, some high, some of us are some high performing perfectionist professionals. We need to also be compassionate with ourselves as we do this work and mm-hmm. remember that we're human. Yeah. 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 The, um, the best thing that happened to me in this process was me recognizing that number one, the only person and the only thing I have control over is me. Mm-hmm. Um, humans are built with a gigantic blind spot for ourselves. We see what everybody else is doing. <laughs> and we can tell everybody else what's wrong with you and what you need to fix and how you need to right. fix it. Mm-hmm. But that's a different thing than carrying it out and walking it out in your own body, walking mm-hmm. it out in your own mind. And so the skills that I learned to try to help other people have helped me the most yeah. because it, it has given me so much peace to know 
that I have control over how I feel about something, Mm. that I can heal from something without needing another person to apologize or even recognize what they did. Mm. I can recognize what it did to me and I can go in there and, oh, okay, wait a minute, I need to sweep this out. And when I'm finding myself in a negative space, I know like, okay, that's my primitive brain. I'm looking at this in a shitty way, subjective, harsh, Mm. intense terrorizing to yourself my thought process is creating whatever this negative feeling is inside of me that I'm now aware of now I got to use this prefrontal it's really only seven systems that you need to know and which is really was shocking to me as I was coming through this process and being like damn it's only seven parts of our brain that we really need to know I mean I'm simplifying it But those seven parts have such a big impact on what we're seeing in people's lives. You know, like we just had um, the the tragic shooting in Atlanta and we Mm -hmm. talk about anti-Asian hate. And really what what hate boils down to is unprocessed emotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds like the young man had had a sex addiction from his standpoint. Uh, But your biology and what you get introduced to and what you're exposed to and the inability to control it. When the world is saying to you that the other people cause you to feel sexually aroused, other people are the reason that you feel a certain way, then you are going to blame them. And then you're going to go take it out on those other people when you feel like you have lost all ability to regulate yourself mm-hmm. and you feel hopeless like that. Mm-hmm. And that is a result, a pure result of lack of education about how our emotions and our thought processes and our brain actually works. Yeah. So every person needs to, I, I use the, um, I use the acronym AIM UP, mm-hmm. AIM UP, awareness of your identity, right? Like mm-hmm. to have the awareness that your brain is that powerful that when you think something, it creates in, invisible mechanisms start going off. And that thought will create something inside of you. And then it will create something outside of you because you'll say it, you'll speak on it, right. or maybe it maybe you won't say something that needs to be said. But either way, your physical body is then going to act it out and manifest it in this world. So your thoughts have real power. Your emotions are invisible, but they're always present. Everyone has them. Men have them. Women have them. Children have them. No matter what, (laughs) you know, there's only one human race that was proven by the results of the Human Genome Project that came out in 2003, that biologically our DNA is 99.9% the same. We have 6 billion pieces of DNA in there. And only 0.1% of them make the difference between me, you, and anybody else. So there's no such thing as mixed race. There's no such thing as multiple races. There's mm-hmm. one freaking race with a bunch of ethnicities that as we spread out from Africa and went all across the world mm-hmm. that changed and adapted on the outside in, or uh, in response to the environment because we're always evolving. But now we are in a space where if we don't evolve in the way that we think about ourselves, and aim up, right? Mm-hmm. Be aware of our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, be informed about our biology. Mm-hmm. You you are too powerful to just be walking around, just buttons just flying off the hook. 
folks right. going off on each other. Like your right. words are right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so exactly. if you don't know what your body and your biology is doing, you are mm-hmm. at the, the absolute mercy of it because it's the default. Right. And then the M is motivated to use skills. There are skills that you can use to calm yourself, to yeah. recognize your your when your biology is ramping up like right. them not them not the words you want, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. oh, speaking for me, okay? Oh, but when when you um when you become motivated to use skills it moves you into a different space because you start to recognize like okay wait a minute even though there's a lot of invisible stuff out here like bacteria and viruses uh there's also thoughts and emotions and spirits and I need to have awareness of myself Mm -hmm. and how I affect that other person so that's the up the up is upgrade the mm-hmm. way that you think about yourself and anybody else. There, we right. are just human, but we're not just human. This mm-hmm. animal part of us is biology that creates psychology. And then that psychology is powerfully creative in the world, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's that spirit part of us that we neglect. Like we think about the physical part first, but mm-hmm. the spirit part is bigger and more powerful and enduring than mm-hmm. this physical body. But we mm-hmm. give very little attention That's and right. and conscious uh, uh, awareness to right. the fact that anatomically we are all powerful beings, That's superheroes. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing that happens to you changes your anatomy. So mm-hmm. all of that stuff that we tell ourselves about because this happened, because I was a uh, I was assaulted. Some people can't even say the word rape. You know, right. because it's, it's so much causes so much emotions and things in them. But that's this biology. Mm-hmm. And what we tell ourselves about the things that we've been through mm-hmm. have real active influence over how we interpret our now. Yes. And most people without this information, your biology is just going to be on thinking about the past, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, rehash something that you can't do anything about. Right. Or worrying about a future right. that you that you see as incredibly scary or painful or right. whatever, trying to prevent those future traumas. Based on the past, by the way. Based, based on, the, on past, the past. Right. Creating a future based on the past. And that in itself means that when you got seven billion, seven billion plus human creators operating on primitive mode. You gonna make hell, and they mm-hmm. did what? It, it looked like hell to me when I look out there. I'm like, I you, you can't, can't go much anywhere without mm-hmm. without wanting to bring your pistol because right. it's off so bad. But yes. a, a, a million people having guns is still not gonna stop the, the 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 only thing that will stop the chaos is if every single person took some time to go within and self study. And understand, like, if I'm feeling this uh, psychologically distressed or if I'm having all this anger and this pain and this hate and this jealousy or this embarrassment, this disgust, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. I need to do some self-work because I'm the only person that has control over that. How I'm thinking and how I've been taught to think, None. Mm-hmm. Of, we talked about this before we started. Mm-hmm. We are in a society that is inherently 
psychologically unhealthy. Right. Because we're uh, we we have so many primitive concepts mm-hmm. and things that have been really disproven that mm-hmm. are still the bedrock of how we think about how to do things. Yeah. So none of us got a absolutely healthy environment to grow up in. So right. we have to actually create that from scratch and yes. be able to say, what does a healthy Alana look like? What does a healthy Maisha look like? What does a mm-hmm. healthy world look like? What are That's healthy right. words to water my children with? And mm-hmm. what are healthier ways to respond to my parents and my friends and family mm-hmm. and colleagues? Mm-hmm. And in doing that and asking those questions and, you know, putting putting your body in neutral yeah. And being able to recognize that, ooh, ooh, my amygdala is kicking right now. I, I don't think I need to, 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 to say that right now. I, I need right. to go do some mindfulness skills or do some cold water on my face or do something. Yeah, yeah. like do, do yeah. something to, you know, a dear man. I love dear man. That's my favorite skill. Yeah. You know, because it forces the prefrontal cortex to come on. Right. And and the, the primitive stuff is loud. It's like the world is crying. That your the the better part of your brain is is very quiet. It, it doesn't yes. work unless you take the time to step back and actually think with it, right? And engage it intentionally, and then suddenly new words come up, right? New, new ways of doing things, mm-hmm. better ways of of, uh, of conducting oneself to mm-hmm. get to what you want to create. Which all of us are sick of this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know nobody who's out here like, yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got climate change. There's nowhere you can go on this planet that you're not right. going to be affected by something, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, the, the immigration situation or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the coronavirus and all that. Yep. We are connected. There's, mm-hmm. We are connected. We are, we yeah. are one race, one very powerful species that is, is uh, in a space where we can no longer deny that what happens to one of us is going to ultimately affect all of us. Right. We make decisions with the whole in mind because no other, yes. no other pathway is going to get us where we really need to be other than I love you. You love me. I got to find that love somewhere in here. And I know that we're programmed in our, in dysfunctional love, but we have the ability to make ourselves better. And that's all it is just it's doing the psychological push-ups. That's why I tell people yeah. psychological push-ups. Like every day I'll be in here like, ooh, no, that's no, that mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so powerful. It's so powerful, everything that you said. And um I think that, you know, we just need to reach a tipping point in our society and our culture and our nation and our world where people really get that, where we people really get that there's one race. And, you know, that's a powerful statistic that, um, or or study that found that only (laughs) 0.1% of the DNA is different. That's, that is, I mean, honestly, it's the first time I've ever heard that, 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 uh, that number. Mm-hmm. And, and it and it just makes me even rethink um, mm-hmm. some things, right? Yeah. So I just I I love that, and you know, I, there's a whole other conversation to be had because when we talk about every every everyone's baseline being at trauma, the first thing I think about is the trauma that we inherit. 
the trauma that's passed down to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, uh, people who know me know that I'm good at leaving cliffhangers. So I'm just going to say already, before we even begin to wrap it up, this is part one mm-hmm. of part two, <laughs> because yeah. I've, I do believe there is something to be said about if we all have trauma, mm-hmm. then it it only makes sense that that trauma is coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not born babies with trauma. Mm-hmm. It has to be passed down from mm-hmm. from, you know, generation to generation, which begs the question, then, you know, what's the pathway to breaking the cycle and I'm speaking as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, raising a young uh, black boy, right? Mm-hmm. What is the and, and in community where I'm a source of of teaching, I'm a source of of transformation, you know, alongside of many others. Like, what is the key to that? And yeah. so, um, Cliff, I got I got the answer. I know you, you do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> It's, it's, it's work, but we can do it. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I, I do just want to, you know, this is, I could talk to you all day. Um, those who are listening before the call was having the conversation, like, why can't she be down the street from me so I can go and just hang out and sip some tea with my girl? <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, this is the this is the stuff that healing that transformation is made of, really. And you know, each one of us has to begin to do this work, including those who are who are healers in this world, those who proclaim themselves to be inside of the activism world, the anti racism world, the the healing. You know, from from physical healing to mental and emotional healing to you know all of that the 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 police officers how much trauma that they experience got to do that work because why are they pulling the trigger so quickly well trauma <laughs> you know <laughs> the amygdala <laughs> right i mean what how we are continuing to produce similar um results over and over you know in einstein's insanity producing the same thing over and over and expecting a different results, reticular activating system. We're not putting new things into our future, right? Because of all of the stuff that we haven't cleaned out of the closet <laughs> of our past. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thank and appreciate you for, for starting the conversation because we're going to continue the conversation. And um, I want you to talk a little bit about what you do in terms of how, what are you uh, what are the, the the programs that you have? How do you help people? How can they follow you? How can they get in touch with you? We're going to also have all this in the show notes as well. Okay. So they can follow me on any of the social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, most of my stuff is going to be on Facebook though. And LinkedIn as well under Dr. Alana, D-R-A-L-A-U-N-A. And they can also get more information about me on my website, dralana.com. And I also have a membership-based platform where you can come and learn in in my online academy. And that's called Dr. Alana Trauma Recovery Institute. That's Mm -hmm. D-A-T-R-I dot org. 
And so for only $33 a month, you have videos of me explaining these brain systems, explaining psychological trauma, as well as a once a month skills coaching group where we would talk about them in detail and how you apply these skills to your real life challenges. So that's where you can find me. That's the only way people can work with me. Um, <laughs> I do yeah. not see any patients individually anymore. Yeah. I am retired. Retired <laughs> as am I. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to be uh, looking at your website because yes. I mean, I just, you know, I feel like no matter how much work you do, there's always more to be done. There's always layers to peel back. And I, you know, I always tell my, the people that I have, have coached around um, business and entrepreneurship, like you can't coach yourself, <laughs> right? You cannot yeah. coach no. yourself. You can yeah. do work with yourself, but because yeah. of that blind spot, we need, you know, communities, um, mentors, uh, yeah. people in our lives to help bring that to the forefront. And so, you know, I just, I've meditated, I've sort of, thought about as we've conversed everything and, and even before we've started the, the the actual recording, everything that you've said. And I was just waiting for you to say the website. So, um, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. Get, you know? <laughs> I want to be, be special. I want to be a part yes, of this. Come on. Of about this rain. It's amazing. Because yes. be I need to be good for the people that I train and, and, and yeah. teach and serve, you know? So I, I appreciate you for all of that. So we will have... All of these things in the show notes, whether you're listening via audio or whether you're watching the video, you will see the show notes. It will have all of the links and the ways that you can reach out to Dr. Alana. Thank you so much for being with us. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. And listeners, you know, I always like to thank the listeners because without the listeners, there is no podcast. If you're liking what you're hearing, please share it because this is not just information. This is transformation. And this is something that we want to get out into the world so people can, we can look at this world so we can really start making a difference one by one. So share it if you like it. If you don't like it, share it anyway, because somebody else probably will. And, and that's right. That's right. And and if you like it, leave a, a comment or a little review so the people listening behind you can know that this can make a difference in their lives. All right. So check out Dr. Alana at dralana.com, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then say the other website again. DA-TRI.org. The try. Dr. Alana Recovery Institute. The try. Dutch ride, D-A. No, we try. We just don't try to do that work. Yes, <laughs> dot org. So uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Stay safe out there. Have a wonderful rest of the day and a wonderful rest of the week. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us, and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. 
leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.